the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yeah, and we are glad to be with you guys here. We've got an amazing show lined up for you guys here. And we are actually streaming from the radio station. There may be a shelter in place for some of you guys out there. You may be just hunkered down just in your own self-quarantine or we're in your car on your way home enjoying the fact that there's no traffic. Wherever you are, I'm glad to have you guys joining me tonight, whether you're also possibly listening and watching on Facebook Live. We're streaming there on a few different places. We're on the Facebook page for The Answer San Diego. We are also on our special group for you really cool conservative peeps, buddies of mine, the Kaniacs group, K-A-Y-E-N-I-A-C-S, as well as on my Facebook page, Andrea K. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. We're streaming on TheAnswerSanDiego.com. So many different ways that you guys can listen tonight, and, and I'm glad that you are because this is a really special show tonight. We've got a special guest for you guys. But before I get to her, i got to bring in the special dude who keeps it rolling every night of the week. And right now, we've got about twice the social distancing that's required. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. Hey, does anyone want Carrot Sticks? Get them out of here. Lavos los manos. Yes. And I've been doing it so much more. I mean, I was always a hand washer, but now I'm doing it practically every time I come in and out of the room, especially here at the station. So um, I've, I've, I could buy stock and I should buy stock. We'll get to the stock market later on at some point, maybe on the show, but uh, in hand lotion. All right, let's get to the woman of the hour. And I'm, I'm so glad that she's with me tonight. It's an honor to have her back. She is a practicing physician. She is the director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. She's an editor of Doctors for Disaster Preparedness. This woman has been at the front as a doctor, been at the forefront for years and years and years now in focusing on disaster preparedness. And she's been on the Andrea K. Show before. In fact, she was here at the very early stages of when things were breaking out in Wuhan. I think there was maybe 400 or 800 cases at that point. That's how long ago she was here. And that's when uh, she was the first person to get ahead of this and say, we might have a pandemic on our hands. And she is here tonight to take your questions, take your calls, 888-344-1170. I've already, since I announced that she was going to be on the show, and of course, I'm talking about Dr. Jane Orient. When I posted uh, beginning yesterday that she was going to be on the show, I already have some questions for her. But if you have any at top of mind, particularly given some news that have come out today that's only made things more confusing. We've got Gavin Newsom now saying that he is predicting that 56% of all Californians, which is over 25 million people, could contract this. You know, people's heads are spinning. Uh, again, the number is 888-344-1170 if you have a question for Dr. Orient. Dr. Orient, thank you for being here. My pleasure. I know that, as I said to you on the phone, I know you have so many requests for media, and I, it's an honor to have you here uh, back when this first broke, I reached out to you and asked you to come on my show. And you said then that we were not prepared for a pandemic. You talked about the the, the limit of number of masks that we had and hospital beds. And you now know how all this has played out. So um, I'd like to start with you with the mortality rate and the numbers that we're getting. Because it's very confusing to people. 
in terms of the actual cases we have, what the actual mortality rate is. And I think that's really important for people to understand how this is spreading the mortality rate. When we hear predictions like Governor Gavin Newsom saying today that 56% of Californians could contract this. It's probably true that 56% of Californians will contract it. Angela Merkel said that 70 to 80% of Germans would contract it. Or it may end up being 100% of people in the world will eventually contract this, just like 100% of people in the world probably have contracted a common cold virus. Okay. But that doesn't mean you're going to die of it. The mortality rate is kind of hard to figure out because we don't know how many people are infected. Most of them get no symptoms or very mild symptoms. Um, most of them get better. In South Korea, maybe, maybe less than 1% are dying. In, if you look at the early stages, like in China, it was it's very frightening, or in Italy, it's very frightening because it looks like maybe 4 or 5% of the people who get the disease die, um, which is much higher than the flu, which is only like 0.1%, which is 1 in 1,000 die. We, kind of, we have to have a little bit of perspective on this. It's not like the bubonic plague. It's not going to wipe out half the world's population. In China, the, the death rate per 10 million population is now a little over 3,000, that means that about 3 in 10,000 people who get the disease have died. And that's, but, you know, most of the people uh, didn't get the disease. Yeah, so so just, see, and it starts to get confusing here, all these numbers. Here's where, and the reason why it gets confusing is, is because there's different ways in which the numbers are being, the mortality rate, the death rate is being calculated. As some people are using, here's the number of cases, here's how many people are dying. In China and South Korea, my understanding is, according to Stanford epidemiologist, that really what, what we're now seeing with South Korea, why that mortality rate is dropping, and even in China, is that when you test the entire population, which includes people that, are, that have contracted it but are asymptomatic, that that's where you get the real mortality rate. And if we're looking at somewhere around, around 1%, then if you play that out, we're really probably looking at a possibility of 10,000 Americans actually dying from it, which is actually lower than the annual flu. That's true. And it, it's also important to remember that, uh, that most of the people who have died are over 80 years old or have a lot of other uh, conditions. And although they died with coronavirus, you're not really sure that they died of coronavirus or that that they weren't going to die pretty soon anyway from the underlying conditions. We really don't know that. We do know that young people are not immune to it, that maybe half the people in the ICU are under the age of 50, but most of them will survive. We have a caller on the line who has a question for you. Ma- uh, hi, Marla. Welcome to the show. And uh, Dr. Orient's here for your question. Hi, thank you. The virus is killing the elderly people that already have health issues. Why do we have to shut down our country and make all these businesses and people go bankrupt without work and all that kind of stuff? Why can't the rest of us that are healthy continue to work and run this country? That's a very good question, and a lot of people are asking, is the treatment worse than the disease, and is it an overreaction? 
And I'm not sure we know the answer to that just yet. If you look at the at the trajectory of the disease in Italy, where maybe the number of deaths is doubled every three days and the hospitals are overwhelmed, which means that people are going to die who wouldn't otherwise die just because there's no medical care. It, it's, it's a tough call. It's a judgment call. And, but, but the consequences are very serious, and we really do need to figure out how to get more people back to work. Yeah, we do, because, you know, people, um, the reason why people are asking that is is because there's actual real pain and suffering being inflicted on. And here in California, to hear Gavin Newsom come out and say 50, it's so misleading. That's why I'm glad you're on to say 50% will contract this. And immediately people are thinking that that means that millions of, of Californians are going to die because nobody's explaining it like you are. The world since this has started, Dr. Orient, we now have upwards of about 300,000 cases. We've now had about 10,000 deaths, which is less than what, what the United States has had from the flu this year. But when I bring that up, people tell me I'm not allowed to compare it to the flu. And many times it's because they want to use Italy as an example. But I don't think the United States, and you're an expert on our healthcare system, I don't think the United States healthcare system and, and what's happening in Italy, I don't think we can compare that and assume that's going to happen here because my understanding of Italy is they, they did not only are they a socialized medicine system, but they made some really critical errors. They didn't stop any travel into Italy. They actually had Hug a Chinese Citizen Day after coronavirus started. They had had an epidemic of flu at the end of January and upwards of 488,000 cases that were, and they don't have primary care doctors, so those were all in the hospital. About, I, I read today that upwards of half of those that died in Italy had three underlying conditions, and they can't tell whether or not the coronavirus was the determining factor. Was that the one that put them over? So for, for the media that are hyping Italy, and saying that's, that is why we need to assume that we're going to have the same thing happen here and all across 50 states. How do you, how do you address that? Well, I think that, that all the things that you point out are correct, that Italy was a really a, a, probably an extreme case. For one thing, it is one of the three top tourist destinations for Chinese and that are needed to take care of a critical care patient. And I think that's one reason why elective surgery is being canceled, because the hospitals are looking at their their pharmacy and their inability to restock, and they're saying we really have to be very careful about how we conserve our resources at this time. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was a question that I had from a listener. Her question was, why are, can, nobody has explained why non-emergency procedures and surgeries are being canceled, including pain clinics that are being closed in Ohio, even to cancer patients. So um, I guess that answers it. You think it's supply chain and particularly drugs. I think that's part of it, and then part of it is the concern about uh, spreading the contagion in medical facilities, particularly ones that have immunocompromised people in them. But who's going to take care of those patients, and how are they going to get care? That's another question. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for a quick break. When we come back, Dr. Orion, I'd like to move into this all this discussion today of what is possibly being um, put forth as a possible cure. In fact, some people are saying that the sample that was done in South Korea alone um, should be good enough for us to use, uh, the FDA for us to use and actually begin administering this cure. So uh, you guys stay with me. Dr. Orient will be back. We're going to talk about the possibility for a cure. If you've got a question for Dr. Orient, now's the time. Young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their 
gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Scripture tells us if you say, I hope all goes well, what good is it unless you do something to help? In other words, if you are a voting age believer, trusting God to protect and restore Judeo-Christian values in America, if you don't vote, what good are you doing? Or if you want to see biblical values in government, what good is it unless you do something to help? Fortunately, BiblicalVoter.com is a robust website designed to connect you with the best biblical voter resources out there. So you can be God's game changer in this one one nation under God. Using biblicalvoter.com, you can register to vote in minutes or access some of the best faith-based voter guides and other resources in America. You can quickly discover which candidates, pending legislation and measures violate or support your biblical values and how. Visit www.biblicalvoter.com right now and prepare yourself and friends to stand for godliness. You're not alone. Click biblicalvoter.com, then pray and obey. Hello, I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. And check us out every Saturday, 7 p.m. On the Ask the Sandy. Effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each one at Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I should have made sure that liner was taken down. I don't want Dr. Oriented to know that I consume sugar, especially when there's something like this happening. So, yes, I have a special guest with me tonight, Dr. Jane Orient, who is the director of the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. She is taking your calls and questions. And we have a question for you, Dr. Orient, from a listener. Is it really necessary to test everyone? Well, I think it, it's necessary to test maybe a sample of the population for public health purposes of tracking it. But Even South Korea, which has tested 100,000 people, does not test asymptomatic people because they are at very low risk. And this test has a significant false positive rate, which means that if you are at very low risk and you get a positive test, more likely than not, it's a false positive. And it will just cause all kinds of consternation. It really needs to be be followed up with more specific tests to be sure that it's positive. South Korea... Unless it's done, you know, as part of a a public health sample to see 
what what the population, how the population is doing. Yeah, we had a situation here to where everybody's concerned about the homeless population, but I'm hearing that San Diego took a homeless person into, the plan was they were going to identify 2,000 rooms where they could put the homeless there. And, you know, if there was an outbreak among the homeless population, I heard they put one person in one of these hotel rooms and he didn't have any symptoms and they they administered a test. And I thought, well, what the heck for? You know, what don't we, don't we have people that might actually have some serious symptoms that might need the test. So, you know, there's some testing that's being done, I think, for political purposes, because there's so much politicizing of this. And that's why people, there was so much early fear mongering on the part of the media. And people want to take it seriously, Dr. Orient. They absolutely do. But we don't want to have our civilization shut down unnecessarily. So that's why it comes back to the mortality rates. And people are asking these questions because they're looking at the numbers and going, okay, right now in America, we have, um, I think we've got, um, you know, a th- uh, I can't, I've lost my here in uh, 10,000 cases approximately in America, and we've lost somewhere between, uh, you know, less than 200 people so far. So, you know, exponentially, we're not seeing the exponential increase like we did in China, are we? Where it went from 400 to 800 to 1,200. We're just not seeing this here. And Americans are going, look, I'm, I'm, I'm broke here. I've lost my job. I can't, I can't pay my bills. So, well, I'm not sure it's safe to say that we're not having an exponential increase here. Okay. The curve is still, is still going up rapidly. Okay. But the cost of so many people losing their job is terrible, and, and we need to do something about that. As for the testing the homeless for political reasons, yeah, I, just, I agree that should not be done when we have a scarcity of tests that we really need to have for hospitalized patients. Hopefully, we'll be rolling out the tests for a long time. The CDC and the FDA forbade independent laboratories from developing a test, and their own test was no good, and they wouldn't allow people to use the World Health Organization test either. So we we are way far behind on the mm-hmm. testing. I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of politicizing going on, wanting to blame the Trump administration for the lag time. And what it was is it was about regulations. And, you know, instead of bringing in the 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 private businesses and private enterprise and the the private sector who does always does things more efficiently and quicker and better, uh, they the government tried to do it and failed. And they finally brought in the private sector. And now we have some testing. I'm glad you brought that up. So let's get let's get into some of the deregulation that might help us out here, like the cure. South Korea came up with this supposed cure. Um, I don't know how to say this, hydroxychloroquine or whatever it is, in combination with a Z-pack, azithromycin. And supposedly people are saying the sample there was done enough. This is this is not new medicine. What what would be the hiccup and why wouldn't we just immediately start administering this here for our patients, Dr. Orient? We, we should uh, start administering. Start using it. This, uh, hydroxychloroquine or, or Plaquenil is the uh, the brand name. Has been used for a long, long time. A lot of people are taking it for rheumatoid arthritis or lupus. It was used for malaria for a long, long time. It's also a derivative of chloroquine, which was used for malaria all over the world until the malaria parasite got resistant to it. It, it it's a drug that does have side effects, so I don't recommend people start taking it willy-nilly without recognizing what the dangers are. But it, it is approved. It's long established. We know about the risks. And to say that we, I mean, we should be able right now, and doctors are prescribing it right now off-label for this use. The problem is that some corporate headquarters will say, well, the FDA doesn't approve it for this use, and it may take decades for them to approve it and cost $2 billion. 
and nobody may invest the money. So they will not allow their employed physicians to do it, but independent physicians are prescribing it, and it's becoming less available, but um, recently have still been able to get it from the pharmacy. Um, so question here from a listener, does the doctor know anything about the new drug Ramdesimer? Uh, Resdemivir. It is Resdemivir, a, yeah. yeah. It is a novel drug. It's a new antiviral that is, I believe is approved in some countries, but not here. So it still is an experimental drug. It, we can't use it off-label uh, because it's not approved for anything in this country, uh, but it does seem to be promising. Okay. A question from a listener of the other one, the hydro, whatever it is. Um, do we have a lot of that on hand? So let's say we get through the red tape because we've got President Trump back two years ago uh, got the right to try uh, passed to where, I mean, it's unbelievable to me in this country, Dr. Orient, that we were denying dying people and people with terminal illnesses the right to try for themselves to take a drug that could save their life. That was passed by President Trump. So let's say he, with the right to try bill, can cut through all that red tape. Do we have enough supply of this cure on hand? Well, the right to try bill was was great. I'm glad President Trump did that. It's unfortunately very limited. We shouldn't need that for hydroxychloroquine because it is approved for malaria, rheumatoid arthritis, and other things. Doctors should be able to prescribe it at their discretion. But the supply is limited. I think most of it is pre- is currently made in Pakistan, and Pakistan is revving up the production. And I understand the administration is making efforts to really speed production of this so that it can be widely available. Dr. Orion, how do we get in a position where so many of our drugs that we need in this society are not made in the United States? This has been going on for decades. We have not been able to make even penicillin for decades. We can't make vitamin C. We can't make Cipro. We can't make 90% of the drugs. A lot of them are made in India, but even India is dependent on China for the precursors. And this has come about, I think, for federal policy over a long period of time. It has disregarded warnings for many people about the national security risk of having our essential medicines controlled by a foreign country or just being controlled by one source, something bad can happen. Uh, some of it is because of American companies that have wanted to take advantage of the uh, very cheap labor in China or or hospital group purchasing organizations or pharmacy benefit managers who've been getting kickbacks and as a result of getting sole source contracts. So there's a lot of blame to go around here, but this is something that, that some people had foreseen. It should not have been allowed to happen, and we really need to bring – um, much of our manufacturing home so that we are not dependent on a sole source. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. we got a little bit more with Dr. Orient. Uh, she put out a great blog post the other day. I actually think I shared it on the show. It's do's and don'ts um, of protecting yourself, as well as uh, um, I'm going to ask you, Dr. Orient, to weigh in on uh, what's quantifiable. We we know when our, when our world was shut down, it was about the point in which we had 50 deaths. I want you to think about what you think and what your expert in medical and opinion would be at to what point should we reopen America and have it back for business. All right, y'all stay tuned. we got more with Dr. Orient, 888-344-1170 if you have a question. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. 
Sell your home for top dollar quickly and smoothly. Call Julie Jules Real Estate. Julie has sold over 800 homes using proven marketing strategies and home staging to enhance your home's appeal, entice more buyers, and get you more money than other agents by far. Hi, I'm Julie Jules. I'd love to give you a free home staging consultation. Just give me a call at 619-992-7113. Call for your free home staging consultation. Moving out, moving up, or moving in, call Julie Jules, 619-992-7113. This week on Champions of Justice, the topic on the table is lawyers, trial lawyers. You know, the people politicians love to talk about. Tom Girardi and Jack Girardi talk with attorney David Battaglia about the difference between a good lawyer and a bad lawyer and how your lawyer's reputation can affect your case in court. It's an eye-opener. Tune in Champions of Justice, Saturdays at 5 p.m. here on The Answer San Diego. To paraphrase Thomas Jefferson in his first inaugural address, we are all libertarians. All of us support individual liberty, economic freedom, fiscal sanity, and the right to live our lives without excessive government intrusion. Join Bob Zadek Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for a full hour of discussion with the smartest guests on radio. Insightful, spontaneous, and thoughtful. It's the show of ideas, not attitude. The Bob Zadek Show, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., only on The Answer. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Uh, Hey, Dave. Yeah, Mr. Employee of the Month, angry face, snoozy face. I've noticed you're using a lot of emojis and reports lately. Sure have. Smiley face, cat with hard eyes, thumbs up. Dave, they're just really hard to understand. What do you mean, confused face, thinky face? First, I don't think you're supposed to say them out loud like you do. That's what you think the other Daves love it, right, guys? Thumbs up! Smiley face! Goes with tongue out! See? Okay, look, what does this report even mean? It's just a bunch of pizza emojis. Oh, we went out for pizza. That's an expense report. Oh, that's why the last page... Is all dollar signs. See, you get it. If you don't mind hiring Dave's, go to the huge online job boards. That's probably what you'll get. But if you want more employees of the month, go where local job seekers find good local jobs. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Amidst the chaos surrounding the coronavirus, it's worth asking how it got to the point of our now global pandemic. We should not overlook or quickly move past China's authoritarian messianic government. Remember, as the Wall Street Journal reported, one of the very first doctors to discover the outbreak was accused of, quote, spreading rumors. Another was forced to write a letter apologizing for the, quote, negative impact his warning had. The Chinese government is exceptionally harsh on anyone that questions the benevolence and competence of the Communist Party. That's how the Chinese cult of personality works. That's why they persecute the church. What kind of country would punish doctors for trying to prevent a plague, the kind that has replaced God with the state? I'm not preoccupied with calling it the Chinese coronavirus or the Wuhan virus, but there is no doubt the Chinese government does bear unique culpability. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 exciting days. Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell on the Stand With Israel Tour this December 2nd to 11th, 2020. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Scripture. For all the details and to reserve your spot today, visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com. 
FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We have a special guest with us for the show. It's Dr. Jane Orient. She is the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. And she was one of the first people in the early days who said, you know, we might have us a global problem here with this Wuhan virus. Um, do's and don'ts, uh, Dr. Orient. You put out a blog post the other day. I shared some of this with my listeners. You actually asked some do's and don'ts, some of which um, was kind of a head scratcher, um, like uh, don't get a flu shot right now. What are your do's and don'ts and why? About the flu shot, that's, that's something everybody's telling you to do is get a flu shot. And your risk of getting influenza, which has also been very bad this year, is decreased by about 30% to 60%. And the flu shot may also decrease your risk of other respiratory virus, except with the coronavirus, which is in a different class of viruses than the influenza, there is some evidence that it may make you more susceptible to the coronavirus. And there, there's just some evidence of this. It's not been, you know, solidly proven or, or anything. But I personally say that just getting a flu shot is not necessarily the best thing to do. And, and you also said don't take NSAIDs, like ibuprofen, correct? Correct. And NSAIDs may possibly increase the virus's ability to invade your cells. But the other reason that people take NSAIDs and Tylenol is to reduce fever. And I think that in general that's not a good idea because fever is not a disease it's part of your body's defense mechanism. Some people used to wrap themselves up in an electric blanket and turn it up until they were really sweating to help them conquer whatever disease they had. So unless it's a really high fever, you know, 105, that could cause brain damage or that could cause seizures in children, jumping for an anti-fever medicine is not not the way to fight disease. Sometimes you got to let your body, let nature take its course. Okay, question from a listener. Um she wants to know, will it really make a difference two weeks from now? The numbers are not that horrible. Um, I think this has to do with the quarantine. Yeah, well, we'll have a better idea whether the numbers are still doubling two weeks from now. Um, the president has said that, well, this is going to calm down in warm weather. But the, the disease really is prevalent in warmer climates. But it is a fact that cold cold viruses, coronaviruses, one of those two, or influenza do tend to die down in warmer weather. They are heat sensitive. Um, so we'll probably have that happening, and then we might have another wave come out in the fall. So I think two weeks, maybe a little too soon because the incubation period may be longer than two weeks. But we, we've got to we've got to get the country back to work at some point. We've got to make a decision on that. Yeah, and you know that's that's a concern to me because if you're going to use forecasting models of which they have not been revealed to us what forecasting models they're using, Cheryl Atkinson, who's one of my favorite journalists, uh, actually had an interview with the CDC and they basically refused to tell her what forecasting models. And I think it's because it's a lot of guesswork. And you know, but but when you're when you've got seven trillion dollars taken out of the stock market, three hundred thousand. Citizens just in California alone that are now out of a job that were living paycheck to paycheck and economic destruction 
uh, happening really, you know, I don't even think we know just the, the destruction we've had just in the week that people have been sent home. And then you look at 190 deaths compared to the flu, and the, na- the math is just not adding up to people. And then, so now people are like, okay, well, you shut us down at the point of 50 deaths. And now we've now it's been actually, you know, since since the entire thing started over a couple of months, this thing's been going around the world for two months now, almost an entire flu season. We still only have a couple of hundred people in the United States that have passed at this point. People are wanting to go, Okay, what's the number? What's the acceptable number of cases and the acceptable number of people that we've lost to where we say, okay, it, it's now time to say that the, it's not going to bear out to be the Black Plague where we're going to lose 50 million Americans. It's time to reopen America. Do you have a number? No, I don't have a number. I okay. think maybe they're also looking at the shape of the curve, whether it's beginning to level out, which it has in China. There were no new, there were no deaths reported in the Hubei province in China today. So their, their curve has been leveling off, and they are going back to work. But we can't afford to wait 90 days. No, we can't. And, you know, even, you know, I keep harping on the flu. And I think one reason why I do is because I'm one of these people that talks about the flu every year. I report on the flu every year. I give the totals throughout the flu season every year because I don't think we pay enough attention to how we can protect our citizens. And because with the flu, this year we've had 144 kids lost. Um, you know, this year we've lost, it's actually been a low year. I think we've lost 22,000 people, 4,000, what, in the past week? And I wonder if we did a death count every day with the flu, like like we're doing here, would people be as panicked as they are? And and are, and are we now looking at a new normal to where, okay, this is, this is the reaction we get when we lose 190 Americans and we don't know how many, if, you know, if it bears out to where it's 1%, and the numbers bear out to kind of like what the Stanford epidemiologist is saying. We might lose 10,000, which is still less than the flu. So I think the American people are, are right to be asking, where, what's the number here? Because they're just not seeing that it's as bad as what, the, what people were saying. And, you know, I, I think it's fair for people to ask a number. So let's say that the two-week thing started a couple of days ago. Let's say if we get to two weeks, we're not exponentially at 100%. We're more like... 15 to 30 at this point let's say we get to 500 deaths can we can we say you know what this is not really going to bear out to be the crisis and reopen i'm trying to i i know you don't i don't want to put you on the spot but i'm trying to find a number that might this might make everybody breathe a sigh of relief and be willing to go okay we're okay i think that the key thing is whether the hospitals are collapsing because so many people are being admitted to the icu and i really think instead of of doing models, we are doing more thought about how do we keep people out of the ICU? How do we keep them from getting this devastating pneumonia that keeps them from oxygenating their blood? We need to do something about the FDA standing in the way of even communicating information about potential cures. They shipped 50 tons of vitamin C to Wuhan, and they are doing some studies, I understand, with high-dose vitamin C and victims, but there's all kinds of evidence over the years that this might help or it might even pull people back from the jaws of death, but the FDA has been trying to ban the use of intravenous vitamin C, and the medical community has been downplaying it or they've been doing studies and things like sepsis where I think they're deliberately underdosing people or waiting too late to start it, but we may have the tools in our hands right now to help people who are sick and to keep them from needing these ventilators that we don't have. You know, as as you're telling me all that, I'm thinking about, 
you know, the testing was late because government was involved in monopoly and they're never great as good as the private sector. And, you know, President Trump has had to go to 3M. He's had to go to the Democrat leadership and say, hey, let's get rid of some of these regs as well as liability language so we can go to 3M and Honeywell and have them get 30 million masks out into the marketplace. And, and you know, to me, it's just over and over. I think the message to Americans should be to, to you know, it, instead of turning towards socialism, which which poll numbers are showing, uh, because of media hyping that all that this crisis is all because of our, uh, you know, we don't have socialized medicine. The reality is, is that government is getting in the way of innovation, is getting in the way of technology, is getting in the way of care that can save lives. Am I wrong? You are absolutely right that the government is obstructing the response to this pandemic. They've been obstructing innovation in medical care. They have been obstructing doctors using their best judgment and trying to take control over everything, even things that have been long established that are under the law not supposed to be under their jurisdiction. I think socialized medicine would be a disaster as far as the availability of care also. I mean, look at the NHS and their terrible shortage of facilities uh, and also Canada to treat to treat a surge of uh, very sick patients. Um, I'm I don't want to get too political with you, but, you know, if if the doomsday people were right, I'm I'm trying to figure out why we still have open borders where we had some people, uh, you know, apprehended today in San Diego, one of which was hypothermic and had to be life flighted to a hospital, which is taking up space in a bed. Um, you know, I'm also hearing reports of prison populations being being let out. And, you know, I, and I'm questioning this, even though I got a friend of mine who's a prison doctor at Angola who's being tested for COVID right now because they've had a flu outbreak. I'm trying to wrap my head around, Dr. Dr. Orient, why it's a good idea to just open, uh, you know, put put them out where out on the street Wouldn't they be better off continue to be there in isolation. The open borders and then wanting to re- release prisoners doesn't seem like a smart move medically to me. Well, prisons are incubators for all kinds of bad diseases. Hepatitis C, tuberculosis, AIDS. Um, I mean, the medical conditions and sanitary conditions in prisons are really pretty awful. So maybe the disease spreads in there, but but the diseases did spread in there don't need to spread out into the community also. As for open borders, well, AAPS has been talking about that for a long, long time, that we used to have tight medical screening for letting people into this country. Now we have none, even for the people that we catch, much less for the people that we don't. And we're seeing tropical diseases, medieval diseases that were long ago controlled in the United States being reintroduced, and we don't know who these people are, where they're going, and what we're going to do about this multiply drug-resistant TB and other plagues. Yeah, we actually had more cases of TB that were that were confirmed and diagnosed in San Diego. We've had we've had a, a, a I don't know the number of cases of whooping cough that we've had that have been uh, come about in San Diego, all because of the the caravans that came across our borders. You know, a yeah. friend of mine said in L.A. You know, they're they're one rat away in L.A. of having the entire town just completely taken over with third world diseases, and that again makes people question the reaction here uh, of of whether or not it's been an overreaction shutting down America. We don't shut down America when we have twenty two to fifty thousand deaths of the flu every year. We're not shutting down America. In fact, our borders are open to allow any but Tom, Dick, and Harry with any disease to come across. But we've shut down our nation, shut down civilization over now and around the world, 10,000 deaths. 
And so, you know, I'm glad to hear you come on and say, well, we got to get some people back to work. And, and I think you're right. I think the measure is this whole thing was supposedly about not overwhelming our hospitals, using Italy as the example. And I've got family in hospitals right now that, don't, that are working as nurses, nurse practitioners, doctors who have not seen one case. Their hospital has not seen one case, let alone being overrun. And I'm hoping that within a couple of weeks, if we don't have, we also have, we haven't talked about the fact that President Trump has two medical ships, Navy ships, the Comfort and Mercy, which I also think was a good idea. Those have about 1,000 beds. They're also looking at ways to use the VA and other means. I think if we don't have hospitals overrun in about a week, it's time to reopen America. Final thoughts, Dr. Orient. Well, I think that's a, that's a rational way of looking at it. There, there are certainly so many inconsistencies in the way our nation is reacting to public health problems. I mean, this this is an, a novel disease. We there are a lot of unknowns about it, and caution is indicated. And we can't afford to have our medical system crash. It's calling our attention, though, to a lot of problems that have been fermenting for decades, like our dependence on outsourcing our medical supplies, including our drugs. And the regulatory regime that makes it very difficult for us to advance. We didn't have a time to get into it, but I tell everybody, and I'm not even sure if it's still on your website. You guys had a, a phenomenal white paper a few years ago, uh, when when I think when the Trump administration took office, and uh, there was all these discussions and debates, and the Republican, you know, replacement plan, which really wasn't any better. We ended up not having the mandate, but you know, I, I don't know if that white paper is still there. But I think right now, when there's so much a push for socialized medicine and government intervention, now is is the the best time ever for people to read that and get your wisdom about why we need less government involved in our, in our medical system and our healthcare system than ever before. Is it still on your site? Oh yes, oh yes, it's still on our site, and um, you can and it's on our journal website, which is attached to our site. It's the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons is jpands.org, and the AAPS website is aapsonline.org. And there are search engines there. If you search for Obamacare or white paper, I'm sure you'll find it. Well, Dr. Orient, I, I've, I've kept you so long tonight. Thank you for being here. We've covered a lot of ground, and hopefully you've answered a lot of questions and calmed a lot of people here because we need, we need, we need more facts and not fear, and, and we need more real information instead of hype. And I thank you so much for being here. Take, care, take good care. Thank you. All right, now we're going to take a little break. We come back. There was a, a shocking story, or maybe not so shocking, coming out of D.C. today with a Republican senator and what he did with some stocks, as well as another story that's got some people hot and bothered involving Lindsey Graham. So we got more to talk about, so y'all don't go away. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Dennis Prager here. If you or someone you know is selling a home or has had it previously listed and it didn't sell, do yourself a favor 
and call Jim Butrell, broker and founder of Ardent Real Estate Services. Jim is a Marine Corps veteran, and for the past 14 years, Jim Butrell has been successfully selling homes in San Diego County and the surrounding areas, dominating these areas because of his exclusive database of ready buyers. The fact is, your home may already be sold through Jim's Home Buyers in Waiting program. Don't risk losing money by letting your home sit on the market. Sell your home faster and for top dollar. And if Jim can't sell your home at your agreed-to price, he will buy it himself. Guaranteed in writing. Call the real estate authority Jim Butrell at 800-498-SOLD. That's 800-498-SOLD. Or go to jimhasthebuyers.com. jimhasthebuyers.com. Hello, I'm Garth Blumenthal, Mercedes-Benz of Temecula. Need a new SUV? You must consider the new 2020 SUV models with six body styles to choose from, including the new 2020 GLA 250, the GLC, and the new GLB everyone's raving about. With low lease payments, like a new 2020 GLA 250 for just $299 a month, 36 months, $39.93 due at signing. We also just received the best of the best gold laurel award from Mercedes-Benz. I couldn't be more proud of our team. Mercedes-Benz of Temecula, building relationships one guest at a time. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-279-1414. That's 800-279-1414. 800-279-1414. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks in broadly higher. The Dow up 188 points. This after recovering from a 700-point loss at the open. Option witches are in town through tomorrow. And after a 19% decline in just three weeks, some oversold relief was certainly overdue. Corona madness for the crowd still there. But central banks and governments worldwide, especially here, are making massive efforts to address the issue. And those with the madness, not the flu, still remain skeptical. Oil prices up 528, that's 25% to 26.11. The U.S. is beginning to buy 30 million barrels for our strategic reserve. Detroit's closing its auto plants. They'll use the time for retooling. Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Target, all getting a big boost from the lockdown of the economy and our way of life. Needed it or not. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. The Answer San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Big thank you to Dr. Jane Orient. I'm glad she was on tonight's show. You want to know why? Because she counters the nonsense, the insanity that is going on in the state of California. Oh, let never let a crisis go to waste. 
Gavin Newsom comes out today. You know why Gavin Newsom came out today and said 56% of all Californians are going to catch the coronavirus? Because he's got to counter. These Marxists have to counter the good news that came out today that we are looking at a cure that you just heard that Dr. Jane Orient said we should immediately begin administering to people. She also confirmed that, yeah, 56% of Californians are likely to catch it. Just like, you know what, 100% are likely to catch a cold or a flu. Okay, she also confirmed that while it is growing exponentially, basically she said the doomsday scenarios of millions and millions and millions of Americans dying from this is not bearing out. If we follow the new model, because the death rates are dropping as more accurate testing has been done, it's now somewhere between 0.05 and 0.1%. And if that bears out, the most we're looking at nationally is less deaths than in the flu. Yet Newsom has to continue to stoke fear. And now tonight, 35 minutes ago, DJ Sticks, I don't know if you know, but an announcement was made telling all 40 million Americans, 40 million Americans in California that we have been ordered to stay at home. Ordered to stay at home. This is after he tried to make 25 million Californians believe that they were going to get so sick they were going to die. We must continue to counter the fake news that's going on out there. You've had a doctor on tonight tell you we have a cure at the ready we need to what we what what i didn't ask her to do because it's not her job to be political we need to get on the phone with our senators with our congress people and demand as well as the trump administration who's already trump's already on getting rid of these regulations so that we can administer this stuff i got a prediction that we're not only going to be reopening america pretty dang soon okay but i think then in the end we're going to end up being better off because we got a businessman we got a business that and that's why newsom is trying to stoke fear because he knows that there's a businessman in washington that's about to not only stop this about to not only reopen america but actually end up making america better off economically in the long run but i tell you what we need to do is we need to get rid of people like this richard burr who's uh, i think the head of the intelligence committee who was caught if you've lost money in the stock market, I want you to think about Richard Burr, who, who told a bunch of people at a tea in North Carolina. He, he goes and tells the public, oh, calms fears. This ain't going to be that bad. And this is in the early, early stages. Oh, we ain't got to worry nothing about this global pandemic. Then he tells a bunch of people at a tea somewhere in North Carolina, you know, this is looking pretty bad. We've never seen nothing like this before. And then he went and dumped off a bunch of stock. Saving himself about a million and a half dollars. Yeah, we need to look at the businesses that sold their stock and then bought it back low, making a lot of money. But we need to look at Congress people like that. That are telling one thing to the American people and then profiting behind behind the scenes from their insider information. He reportedly is somebody who also voted against making it illegal for Congress people to make moves based upon insider information. I don't care that he's a Republican. Americans are hurting economically right now. And oh, by the way, the plan to write a check only for the citizens that make up to 75. I don't like it cash to pay anybody to stay at home. But if you're going to do it, the arbitrary picking winners and losers, this just shows why big stimulus plans didn't work under Obama, didn't work on a W, and they're not a good idea now. You're going to write a check, but you're going to go, oh, only people who make under 75000 I know people right now who make more than that that still live paycheck to paycheck because they got that many kids in college and have mortgages and this, and it costs a lot of money you know, to own a home that have been furloughed for 90 days with no pay that could use $1,000. Okay, so anyway, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, um, to, I think I, I, we've been ordered to stay at home, DJ Carrot Sticks. We at least got to get on the roads and go back home, right? Well, I can't find that news. I'm looking at BuzzFeed has it. 
Uh, Sean Hannity just reported it. Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Yeah, nearly 40 minutes. We've been ordered to stay home to stop the spread. Um, We're going to be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to keep doing our thing, and we hope that you continue to join us. Thank you, Dr. Orient. Thank you to the listeners who had questions for Dr. Orient. I know that today is the day in which we have some renewed optimism going on out there for this. America is coming back, baby. And we'll be back tomorrow night. Love you all. Peace out.